us? Well, there is a new report. It is done by the Real Estate Investment Network, and it takes a look at the global coronavirus, now COVID-19, the outbreak, and what possible impacts that could have on real estate in BC, as well as right across the country. So let's bring in Cameron McNeil, Executive Director and Partner at MLA Realty Canada. Cameron, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, good morning, Jill. Thanks for having me. Uh, how concerned are you uh, with the possible negative impacts that uh, this virus could have on real estate? Uh, you know, I think if there is a, a significant global uh, impact, then that can have a trickle-down effect on our local real estate market. And, and that concerns me, I, I, I suppose, a, a global impact. But as, but uh, the irony of that comment is, is uh, relative to the world, Canada and Vancouver is still considered very safe and stable place to live. And, and so I think that uh, if coronavirus in other parts of the world is starting to um, outbreak um, in, a, in a larger way, uh, Canada is, is seen relatively like a great place to come. So although there might be a short-term impact, I think there's long-term upward pressure as a result. It could actually then, uh, if people are looking at it as a negative thing, but it could actually turn the other way and become and, and make Canada even more attractive. It, yes, indeed. And the absolute low part of the market was June of last year, so June 2019. And year over year, we've seen this past January uh, with upward momentum, prices have, have stabilized to where they were a year ago, sales volumes are up. And we haven't yet seen the sales volumes impacted because of corona or any other factor. They're still pressuring upwards. Uh, what our firm does is we run condominium showrooms throughout Greater Metro Vancouver, and we have seen a reluctance for, for large gatherings. So if we have a celebration or a party or an opening or something like that, we're seeing those those numbers down, but the regular daily traffic we're seeing is is uh, at least the same as it was in January, uh, or another way to put it, substantially higher today than it was six months ago. Hmm, interesting that, and, and I would imagine that's being done out of an abundance of caution from people because we do still have relatively low numbers of confirmed cases in BC, and it's not as though health officials have said anything about if you're in a crowd. Obviously, people are being told to be careful, but it's not as though we've been told if you're in a crowd, you could be at higher risk. Yes, of course, and typically year over year during the Chinese New Year celebration uh, period of time, this year uh, was um, excuse me, January 25th to February 8th, we do see a spike of activity in the condominium sales. Part of that is Canada, of course, is growing and immigration from all over the world is flowing into the country. Vancouver is 100 people per day coming to live in Vancouver permanently, greater much of Vancouver per day on average. And so during the Chinese New Year celebration where many of our immigration um, numbers are coming from, we see um, activity and people out shopping or, or um, uh, coming to these, these real estate openings that we're having. And this year, we're not seeing those numbers, at least in, in large gatherings. And so it, time will tell if there's, there's any impact at all. But so far, we're continuing to see upward pressure in the sales volumes. And do you think that that's, it's more of um, people are waiting it out? Or like you said, if there's this reluctance to go to the large gatherings and that, or just kind of waiting to see uh, what's happening with the virus. Uh, but if someone is still has an intention to move to Metro Vancouver, they will. They might just be delaying it? I think that it's, it's you know, I'm speculating here, of course, but I think that it's impacting people's uh, ability to travel or desire to travel internationally um, or to, to come to these large openings with, with just caution. Um, but it hasn't wavered people's desire to 
call Vancouver Home or to look at real estate acquisitions in Vancouver. All right. Uh, you mentioned too, so you're, that you deal mainly with condo sales. Are you able to talk yes. about other parts of the market or is it having an impact as well, do you think, on uh, say townhouses or, or, or detached homes? Yeah, uh, we, we do watch the broader market as well because the single family market is a good indicator for the multifamily market. And um, as I mentioned, the January numbers just came out last week and they are all trending upwards across Metro Vancouver. But it's pr- premature to know, I think, if coronavirus is going to bleed into the uh, uh, into the February numbers. But all indications are that they're continuing to, to be strong. And we can draw on, I suppose, the impact of SARS. It was back in 2003, but I don't think anybody yeah. would look back and say, oh, we're still looking at the negative impacts of SARS when it comes to real estate or when it comes to that market. So do you think we've learned or that's something that we can look back on and that we learned from that, yes, it did have an impact while it happened, but we came out of it on the other side? I think that's a that's a great uh, um, uh, uh, situation to look at when you compare it to the Vancouver real estate market. Um, you know, I think our our fundamentals, both Canadian wide and also in Greater Metro Vancouver, are very strong when it comes to real estate. Zero vacancy, growing immigration, and the real key is that we have a real difficulty as an industry to create new supply. There's lots of supply constraints, and with those pressures, um, you know, we may we may see uh, some caution about. Uh, people coming out to to openings, but we're actually seeing, I think, uh, as I started at the beginning, um, uh, this increased desire for people to 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 live in Canada. They see it as a very safe and and stable place relative to other places in the world, and so that's only going to add long term to our real estate market. Uh, are there other factors you think that I know we're focusing right now on the coronavirus because it is in the news and it's still something that health officials are trying to, to stabilize, trying to get the upper hand on. Are there other yes. factors, though, that because we're focusing on that, we're perhaps not looking at whether it's increased taxes, foreign buyers tax, empty homes tax, other things that are still having an impact on home sales? Yes, I, I believe the market was so strong in 2016 and 2017 that it needed um, to, to cool off. And so some of the government initiatives that you spoke of um, were catalysts to the market cooling off. But we're seeing that we're back to historical numbers. If you look at our 10-year um, monthly volume of sales activity, January of 2020 is back to our, our historical numbers. And our prices, although they were the absolute highest in the, uh, in the summer of 2018, um, they, they came off immediately, but then they flattened out. And now we're starting to see them uh, recover and rise again. So um, those factors you mentioned certainly are the normal ebbs and flows of, of real estate, but the pressures are, are distinctly upward. And um, I, uh, I think that it's common in Greater Metro Vancouver to be looking at real estate in very short timelines, month over month. But real estate, I always say, is a long-term game. We should be thinking five, six, seven years out. And when we have longer timelines with great confidence, we can know there's going to be strong pressure. All right. Also, uh, you mentioned kind of the cyclical uh, springtime. Isn't that uh, also the time we, we generally see a pickup or see more listings and more activity in the market? That's true. Yes, it is. Yes. And usually uh, around the, the Christmas season, late December, early January, that's when it drips down, drops down. You can see it every year. But this year was, was, was significantly higher than it was a year ago. 
Uh, and just before I let you go, what advice are you giving then? If you hear from clients, if people are concerned, like you said about the large gatherings, uh, there is a lot of misinformation that is out there. Are you are you calming people, or what advice are you giving people that do have uh, concerns about this? You know, Franco, we've seen not only some of the projects that we're handling, but also um, uh, throughout the industry, a lot of the events, at least that were scheduled for the Chinese New Year celebration, they were cancelled or many were poorly attended. And so uh, they simply uh, have been delaying such events um, or uh, thinking of of new ideas such as rather than a large event, perhaps breaking it into just a a lot of appointments or something like that. If we were opening a project, we may have an opening celebration and expect, you know, a few hundred people or more through it uh, at one particular time. And now we might be staggering that throughout the course of the week and just um, inviting um, interested parties in at, at a, on an invitational basis, just as an appointment. So I think we're still seeing the demand. We're just we're just avoiding the large gatherings. I think is is the message there. All right. So, well, Cameron McNeil, yeah. thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining us this morning. You're welcome, Joe. Thanks so much.